1: this is the bloody disgusting podcast network
2: are you watching me or are you listening how much do you love poppy
0: and ghouls. Lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews and more with your hosts Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio.
3: Hey, I'm Leo. I'm Lauren.
0: And I'm Trevor. And we're the Boo Crew.
3: Welcome to episode 84. We invite you to join us in one of our most fascinating and fun conversations yet. Singer, songwriter, artist, author, and prolific creator, Poppy.
4: For perhaps the first time ever, Poppy discusses her horror influences, horror soundtracks, the occult, her obsession with Disneyland, and experiences with the paranormal.
3: Learn about the dark alchemy that went into creating her new album I Disagree. If you're listening to this at time of release, available for pre-order now with some amazing bundles and exclusives. Out everywhere January 10th, 2020.
4: Also, get the scoop on the 36-date I Disagree to or on sale now and coming to your city or a city near you tickets and merch at impoppy.com. that's I with the letter M Poppy.com we love Poppy and all that she doesn't stands for this is by far one of our most favorite chats yet so if you aren't doing anything eh, let's go join a cult
2: I'm Poppy and I'm with my new friends on the Boo Crew Podcast do you like scary things? it's okay don't be afraid It'll be over when they stop screaming. Go ahead,
0: scream. That's all we need crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy.
4: Joining the Boo Crew in the Speakeasy studio is a cultural atom bomb. She was introduced to the world with a series of beautiful and often unsettling videos beginning in 2014 and a creative partnership with a gifted young musician and filmmaker named Titanic Sinclair that folded the internet back over itself and inspired millions of people to ask questions, search for the answers in a labyrinth of mysteries, and through this quest, this true shock to the system inherent in her work, made us better for it even developing a community resulting in true human interaction and discussion along the way her most popular video of her introducing herself by name for 10 minutes straight went viral and has since racked up over 20 million views the videos progressively led viewers down a rabbit hole into their own minds she spread her gospel to the world of music and released her first ep bubble bath in 2016 followed that up with an album of ambient music then her official full-length debut poppy dot computer in 2017 Since then, a remix album, her second full-length Am I a Girl, and this year alone, a second EP called Choke, an incredible graphic novel, a QR code-driven secret soundtrack for that novel, and three new singles. All this after not only finishing two tours so far this year, she just announced an international 36-city tour in support of her new album. Tickets for those shows are on sale now. I Disagree is out January 10th of next year. She's an award-winning artist, gifted musician, and rule-breaker who is doing something we haven't Experienced before, full and complete immersion into new realms of pure creativity with no boundaries. She is Poppy. Thank you so much for spending time with us today.
2: And Poppy. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. quite the introduction.
4: Wow. Well, the thank you you more than deserve the biggest yeah. introduction we could think of. Thank you. You are very much a horror film personified. Your work is very thought provoking and uneasy in all the right places. Lots of young people have had their first exposure and interaction to these types of themes through your content. What was your first impactful experience with horror or genre cinema, be it or or maybe a book or any other sort of media?
2: The first film that I recall ever seeing was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I viewed through a partially cracked door in (laughs) my sibling's room. That was my first experience.
1: Wow. <laughs> was it shocking to you? Was it scary? Uh, how did you take it?
2: It was a little bit scary, but I was intrigued. I wanted to know why I wasn't allowed to watch it. So I had to investigate that. But also my family was always heavily involved in like the local haunted houses, building sets and doing the special effects makeup. So when you see behind the scenes, it's not as scary
4: sure but you want to
2: give other people that feeling
4: what do you think what benefits are there in being uncomfortable and why do you think we crave and go towards that dark
2: i crave it every day when i'm too comfortable i start to get a little bit concerned and anxious what is it about it i think the unknown i really like the unknown though
4: everything you do is phantasmagoric and oftentimes with disturbing parallels and much like Spears says, in Genesis 1, sweet and harmless or straight out of a horror flick. What are some of the horror films that you think have given you a bit of the creative language to articulate your vision or those that have helped you along your way?
2: Titanic Sinclair and I always talk about 2001 A Space Odyssey. We consider that to be a horror film. Mm For sure. More recently, like we were talking about before, Hereditary. That was the first one that I saw recently that made me say, wow. And it takes a lot for me to say wow and then mid or mid-summer that was the other one i was just really blown away
1: speaking of hereditary right behind you we have charlie's head from hereditary. <laughs> oh yeah i would like <laughs> you your first impression it. upon seeing charlie's
2: head oh, wow that's so amazing
4: <laughs> are there some films or videos that you tend to go back over and over again
2: one that i tend to watch like you know holy mountain I don't know if we would technically consider that to be a horror film, oh, yeah, that's one that I... Oh,
1: yeah. Did you see uh, El Topo? No. Oh, no. you gotta watch that.
2: Yeah, I need to watch that one. And
1: then I think the third one, uh, was, what is it, Santa Sangre, I think?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really am a fan, and I just think it's beautiful cinema.
1: And then
4: other recent ones you were talking about, we had mentioned It Follows.
2: Right. Should I tell my story? Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. Tell the story. Oh, <laughs> uh, It's going to be less exciting than it was, but yeah, I was at an event, and I saw... The lead.
4: Maika Monroe, the the girl. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I was with a friend that was slightly under the influence and he also watched the film and was very concerned that it was following her to the
4: <laughs> Did he leap out a window or anything crazy? Or?
2: No, but it was
3: a fun experience. I get nervous when I see elderly people now. <laughs> it's really sad. We're supposed to volunteer with my kid's Girl Scout troop
2: at an old age home, and I'm just a little iffy about <laughs> it.
4: Are there naked heading towards you? The
2: one jump scare in that film that really stuck with me is when... They opened the door.
4: Yes, yeah. the tall guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
2: that was that was one.
4: <laughs> what did you think, think about,
2: about that often? Yeah.
4: What did you think about the score of that movie? That
2: Oh, yeah. that was amazing.
4: Yeah. Disaster piece. And yeah. they shot
2: it in Detroit. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
4: Which was also interesting because a lot of those houses and everything were just vacant at that time, right? That's right.
1: I love the aesthetics of that. You know, the opening scenes of the movie were, you don't know when it's taking place. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of feels like it's, you know, 19, I don't know, 70, 1980, and then- all of a sudden, the girl has a flip phone, and they're watching black and white TV. It's so bizarre.
2: I think it's a lot of people's fears that they put all in there.
1: Sure. Right. <laughs>
2: How you get the disease or the, the following.
4: I actually find a lot of parallels between that and in, in your work. There's things hidden in there under the surface that make you feel subconsciously uneasy that you might not detect just upon first viewing. Like it follows, for instance, like Leo was saying, it, it exists beyond time and place and the technology's all mismatched. She's got an e-reader, yet they're all driving around in old cars. One girl's swimming, but they all have winter jackets. You know, all those things you don't really think about. And you're like, you just, you just get this feeling. And then after you go, oh, wow, I guess that nothing really matches up. That's, I was just sensing that. The extreme juxtaposition of light and dark and that polarity switch in your music and media is very overwhelming and radiant. What power do you think exists in that magic trick, that sleight of hand that you do?
2: Well, I think I'm just fascinated by the juxtaposition of things, the yin-yang mm-hmm. and the symbolism. But I think it catches a lot of people off guard with the new album. It's pop, but it's also heavy. And visually, it's sweet, but it's also wicked. Right. <laughs> it's dark.
1: <laughs> it's really dark.
2: I'm just attracted to that. I always have been... Why choose one side? Just walk the line like Johnny Cash says. (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
4: (laughs) Keeping up with that theme of magic, there is a genuine magical undertone there that's kind of like a trail of breadcrumbs that, for those brave enough to go down that path if they want to. You guys carefully weave... Called symbols and sacred geometry into your work and things that have been really around since the beginning of time that have a vibrational effect on humans, whether it's perceived or not. It's very real. There are Easter eggs down this path with lyrics. What do those symbols mean to you?
2: Really early on with the videos, we definitely wove it into the storyline. You can go back and watch it, of course. More so now, the main focus has been on the music, but the symbolism itself, symmetry is like very, um, hypnotic and I think it evokes a certain emotion and I get a feeling of satisfaction when I see symmetry or certain symbols or certain colors that complement each other. Have you ever had a paranormal experience or otherworldly experience? Not until recently. There was a venue that we played on tour Tampa.
4: Oh, wow. Tampa. Yeah, Florida's scary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In general, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we were in Tampa and I was taking a photo in front of a stained glass window. The woman that owns the building came up to me and she was like, here, let me take the picture. And I was like, it's okay, I got it. And she insisted. So I gave her the phone and then when she walked away, I was convinced that she was a ghost. But then I went down to the theater where they said this is the most haunted area of the building. Like, they warned me ahead of time that this was a haunted building, but the band and I were just like, eh, I don't know about that. Let me be the judge. So we went into the theater, and then we were taking pictures, and then there were, like, things that appeared in the pictures. Oh, wow, oh, like
1: wow. orbs and things like that? Yeah. yeah. Did you get a feeling of anything? Like, cold dark I didn't or have
2: a feeling, but the photos were pretty legitimate
4: you are very much changing the way people listen to music especially with this new stuff operating at such a high level of being in charge of this very much revolutionary and immersive experience that you're pioneering oh thanks how do you nurture your creativity
2: i write every day titanic doesn't write every day he waits for inspiration i think that it's more for me at least systematic I think if you're open and you're in that mindset i think things will come to you and there are plenty of bad songs that i've written but you just wait on the good ones i think it's important to do that one of my good friends told me that was her method and i tried it and it seems to work for me
4: right so it's almost like a muscle that you stretch and yeah how does the world building impact your state of mind day to day
2: i feel like i'm Always on my toes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go certain places because I don't want to talk to certain people or do certain things. You know, I kind of seclude myself in a way for the greater vision.
4: We all live our lives on the internet and stare at these phones we carry around all day, mindlessly scrolling like zombies. What has the internet done to Mystique and being able to maintain Mystique as a creator?
2: It's gone. There was an article that came out about Angeline, and it made me so sad is, well, do you want to explain for people that might not know that are not Hollywood people?
4: Angeline, all I know is that I'm from Canada originally, so I moved here in 2005, and I had seen Angeline not too long after. Pink Corvette. A pink Corvette, mm-hmm. yeah. And this lady that looks like, I, I guess... Right out of the, would you say, 60s? Yeah. Something like that. 60s, yeah. Very stylized woman. Almost looks like a a drawing, really. And she had a big billboard up in Los Angeles for forever. And people would see her for years and driving around in this pink Corvette
3: people only knew of her as Angeline. I would see her car all the time. Yes,
4: kind of like mythological, right? Yeah. Like a mythological part of LA.
3: Even as a kid, I didn't know who she was. I just knew her name and she had that car because how yeah. many people have really cute pink Corvettes? <laughs>
2: right.
3: yeah. Let's say Angeline, like her license plate right. says Angeline, but I never knew much about her except she was Angeline.
2: Yeah, and that was I think that was a really great thing i don't know what publication it was that decided to do the quote-unquote deep dive into who angeline is but it definitely made me a little bit sad because she wanted to be presented in a certain way and people wanted to tear it apart and get to the bottom of it which it's okay to not know all the answers sometimes like you should let the magic live i think that's why i like disneyland so much and anyone that says anything bad about disneyland i'm like don't talk
0: to me. Um, <laughs> they can die. We could, yeah, we're completely on your side. What's your die.
2: favorite ride at Disneyland? Ooh. Well, they keep changing, but I like the classic Pirates of the Caribbean or Dumbo. Nice. Nice. Do you have a favorite food? Because I could talk about Disneyland <laughs> all day. I'm like there all the time. I don't eat like the standard like dessert-y kind Churros and
4: stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But I like pickles. They have the best
4: pickles. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they really do. And then they have these new beignets. You probably aren't
4: interested, but they're <laughs> hot yeah, chocolate. just found out about stop talking about it. Yeah. Hot
2: chocolate beignets. I am like so there. There's a really funny video that me and the bands watch and do you know Brett Weinbach? Are you familiar? No, no, no. He's a comedian. He gets a dole whip. He waits in line for like a really, really <laughs> right. long time. And he said, this is a unique Disneyland treat, and then he throws it in the trash.
4: Oh, oh my gosh. No. no.
2: But you have to watch the video because that was a very anticlimactic. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I'm excited to watch it. It's extra funny if you know how long the line is. It's <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: hours long sometimes. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh.
4: Do you often go there for a mind reset? Does that help your creativity at all, too? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. I really am interested in the hue that they choose to paint the light poles sure which i heard that that was all part of the plan
4: that's what i've heard so many like cool little details about disneyland like that that and that's why i like
2: steps it. to get to the trash can right but then you hear the stories too about the people that stand up on the matterhorn and they don't walk again they don't they, have heads anymore.
4: It's a really whimsical place on that underbelly, right? There's yeah. so many things. Have you ever heard of Smellitzers? <laughs> so Smellitzers, I found out about this. It's They actually trademarked it or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, patented it. And it is an invention that they made in each land of Disneyland. And you could see them. They're little grates near the ground where the buildings meet the ground. Yep. And they purposely oh, pump smells. I like that so main street smells like cookies and the new orleans square kind of has a musky scent they actually have them in all the hotels in vegas too so that's why each of the hotels in vegas smell a certain way
1: do you know which one poppy likes what one? Cotton Thank Candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
0: true.
4: You have a stunning graphic novel, Genesis yes. 1, that's yes. available now. It serves as the gospel to Poppy. I recommend anyone looking for answers to go and explore it. It's kind of like a techno horror story. Take us through that endeavor and why you picked the team, which you did, to help tell that story.
2: Well, we always wanted to tell the story full and choose one medium, so we thought it would be maybe a show, but... With a graphic novel, you can write anything. There's no budget limitations or filming limitations, schedule conflicts, or anything. You can just start to finish, make it. So, we did. The story, without giving too much away, is about how Poppy came to be and the people that are pursuing her and want to use her for their own gain and... It's the story of Poppy from the beginning to version X, which we are currently at.
4: Right. Mm, Nice. Yeah, which I wanted to get to. First of all, I noticed that you have a QR code in the book that awakens kind of a secret soundtrack. And Mm -hmm. I loved experiencing the graphic novel. Thank you. With that playing in my head. Where did you get that idea from?
2: Titanic Sinclair and I collaborated on it, and that's our second ambient album. So we have 336 music to sleep to and ICU music to read to. ICU comes with a graphic novel. We're supposed to read it at the same time.
4: Scoring to a comic book, how would that work?
2: All of the Poppy videos on YouTube have an original soundtrack, original score, and some of the sound beds were taken from that or more elaborated on from those videos. I think it's very important for the tone to have Use it to go with it. Yeah. You know, in movies like horror movies, like you watch it with the sound off, it's a different experience. Yeah,
4: it it takes you to another dimension when you're reading it, it. Really does, and the book also explores some of the deeper meanings of songs like "Low Life" and "Time Is Up." And then finally, as you're saying, it ushers in this new version of Poppy, the sentient upgrade, Poppy Version X. So Poppy's now self-aware. As with the song X on "Am I a Girl," the music now also becomes free, you know, in and of itself, free of genre, Mm -hmm. you're swinging the pendulum as far as it can go in all directions. Thanks. What's behind the evolution into the heavier sound? Was it X that kicked it off for you guys in terms of writing?
2: Yeah, X was the first song where we approached the studio time differently. We just wanted to make a song with no rules. And then it turned into we wanted to make an album with no rules. But for "Am I a Girl?" X was the last song to make it, and originally it was going to be a completely different final track on the record. And there were some like complications getting certain things cleared, so we took that other song off and put X on. And it was written with a music video shot and everything within five days. That's amazing. Wow. I'm like, well, wow. maybe this is supposed to happen like this. <laughs>
4: I Disagree, out in January, also marks a switch from Mad Decent to Sumerian Records, which have a ton of exciting stuff going on as far as multimedia offshoots and film opportunities that they provide their artists, which is really exciting. Why was that a good home for this new project?
2: I think it made sense. They seem to really understand overall. So far, so good. They're into cinema as well. Yeah. So Mm. our videos were able to really go for it there, like the video for Blood Money that we just did. I yeah. told them that I wanted to do a fight choreography video and they were into it, so we did it.
1: That's awesome. Did dude. you go through the fight training uh choreography or
2: Yeah, I, I practiced for two hours. It was amazing though.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> looks, looks amazing it does.
2: And the choreographer Simon, he's just the best but he is actually the best in the world. Is there a song on the album that's your favorite to dance to? What about Scream too? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have dance songs on the song. Blood Money, you could probably dance to and scream too.
4: Talk to us about the production of this new album and the brilliant work of Titanic and Chris Criati and Zach Servini. The material released so far, Concrete, I Disagree, and Blood Money, is extremely chaotic, cinematic, dense. At one end has this... Phil Spector-esque quality evoking the work of people like, I don't know if you're familiar with Roger Manning and Andy Sturmer of the band Jellyfish, mm-hmm. layers of serene harmonies and orchestration switching on a dime to this wonderfully articulated aggression and That makes it sound even heavier because of the juxtaposition. It makes it sound even more sinister than the darkest of church burning, you know, Norwegian black metal when you put it in that context. (laughs) What were the challenges of reinventing the wheel in the studio sonically without it sounding like noise? Because everything is so wonderfully clean and it's this analog warmth, especially when you dip into that 60s-esque production. That's not easy to do.
2: Yeah. I can't take too much credit for the production side, but the writing side's more my thing. Yeah. I just would say that the album is everything that us four collectively are inspired by. Like you mentioned, Jellyfish and the Harmonies. Chris is a master and he is so inspired by Jellyfish, Beach Boys, Beatles, and Zach has his influences as well and when we all get into the room together they all duke it out as far as making sense of it because it could go the other way where it just sounds like noise we just in the end go for whoever has the best idea there's no like competition between us chris is really good at making the maths make sense sure so key changes in
4: yeah, because there changes. is a lot of math and, and things in this. It's really, in, <laughs> yeah. like, it's highly evolved stuff. Yeah. Probably the most complex music that is currently out there in the, you know, in yeah. the field of anything oh, close yeah. to what you're doing. And you're, oh band
2: go, getting to play it is Oh, fun. my gosh. It, pull it all apart.
4: Your voice has also evolved astronomically since Bubble Bath and Poppy Dog Computer. You're pushing yourself further than most singers have ever done mm-hmm. What has that process been like on your voice?
2: Well, thanks. It's been fun. I don't think too hard about it.
4: Some of the things where you have to get more aggressive and screaming and stuff, have you had to learn how to do that in a way that doesn't hurt you? Or
2: I probably should, but it's real with me not learning or taking sure. instructions. I'm actually... Very angry. Those are angry screams.
4: <laughs> 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 With this new album, or uh, Necronomicon, as I'm calling it, well, that'll, be, that'll be released <laughs> in January 10th. What other kinds of adventures are in store for us that we haven't seen yet?
2: Working on a movie.
4: Wow, really?
2: Yeah, Titanic and I have been working on it for quite a while. I'm just really excited to play these songs and go on tour and make the next album. We've wow. already started on because I don't want to.
4: Yeah, you're very prolific, as we've seen with all wow. you've brought
1: us this year. Which so is in great. terms of this, this movie, is something that you're writing that you also want to star in, or yeah, wow, that's great. Is it uh, involving yourself, or is this so completely?
2: No, it's it's poppy. It's poppy. Yeah, it's
1: horror. Oh yes, that's but
2: great. That's all I want to say there.
1: Right on. <laughs> well, awesome. we can't wait. Are
4: there any soundtracks of horror in sci-fi films that have stood out to you over the years, or that? You found awaken something in you.
2: I like the Stranger Things soundtrack.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We'll talk about the new single Blood Money.
2: That's analog synth. Standard. Yeah, particularly
4: yes. nasty synth sound. I was going to ask, how did you get that sound? Moog. Really? Wow. Yeah. Did Ancient- you destroy the Moog?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feeding things back into it and trying to break it. That's how that happened.
4: Wow. But- so it was formulated out of aggression as well.
2: Yeah. Well, the subject matter of the song is very aggressive and was written during a time when I had to make a lot of important decisions and I was kind of being led in the wrong direction by some people that didn't have my best interest in mind. That's you go. Wow. <laughs>
4: From Jesus you, Getting into the visual element of Poppy, the album artwork for I Disagree, we'll start with a photo on the cover. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Norwegian black metal-esque corpse paint almost and this <laughs> yeah. kind of nihilist-like scrawl that's now part of the artwork, how did you develop
2: that? The artwork, we worked with Jesse Draxler. He is an amazing artist. He lives in L.A., I've been a big fan of his work for a while. He did the complete packaging for it, so everything on the inside as well. I was just very interested in what it would look like, Poppy and Jesse collaboration, and he primarily does a lot of black and white, high contrast stuff. Made sense.
4: Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Wow. This year's Choke EP, the video for Scary Mask. It's an mm-hmm. enchanting experience. It's yeah. beautiful. Talk a little bit about the creation of that video. Where was it filmed? I'm curious because it's a beautiful place.
2: So it was shot at an <clears> estate <throat> in Silver Lake. They filmed Neon Demon, the pool scene there. Okay, um, oh, cool. Which I also love Neon Demon as well. Yeah. It shot at an estate. We used pretty much the whole property. That was the other time I actually thought that I talked to a ghost. Is the owner I thanks the owner at the end thank you for having us here and I think she might have been a ghost oh, uh, wow. Wow.
4: is it a historic estate
2: Yeah. yeah I don't know too much on the backstory but it was a very magical place and they had a zebra Really wow, just was, walking around? Yeah. That's, that's random. Crazy. Greets never, you at the door. Never I've never even
3: seen care. one in life. That's awesome. <laughs> what? Have you not been to the zoo? No. <laughs>
2: well, that's the scariest thing a kid. ever.
1: Wow. All right. But I mean, I grew up around Silver Lake. So I'm like, to see a zebra in Silver Lake, I, you know, kind it's kind of like wow. a
2: hidden in plain sight
1: place. <laughs> I bet. Yeah.
3: Did you keep the mask from.
2: Your video? It's a really cool, creepy mask. Yeah, I have it in the case. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. awesome.
4: That's it's, awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite videos. We used only natural light.
4: Oh, really? Um, I love except that. Except for
2: maybe one setup, but yes.
4: Who did that awesome go-to-hell dress?
2: Victor and Roth. Oh, it's nice. so, so stunning. Yeah, that's uh, like my favorite thing I think I've ever worn so far. Wow. Thus far, favorite dress.
4: When was the first time that you felt the emotional power of fashion?
2: Feel m- maybe when I saw York and how she wears her fashion.
4: How do you think it elevates the music?
2: I think it completely elevates it. People like Lady Gaga as well, especially the earlier times. It's really important for the whole picture, you know, because we have two eyes and two ears. You gotta make it line up for people.
4: I disagree video where you're sitting on the executive's office and light them all on fire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> continuing along, aut- autobiographical a little bit.
2: Yes, yeah, something I've always wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think a lot of people. <laughs> yes. Well, Did you keep that crazy gas mask thing from that? Speaking of cool things. I don't think I have. A, oh, yeah. Well, it's good to know it's out there. Maybe we have a shot at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. That's
4: awesome. And then uh, concrete, that rubber dress with the uh, cross on it.
2: Yeah, that is designed by, I believe they're called Jane Doe. Okay. Latex, but I wear a lot of latex.
4: Yeah. No, nice. it looks really cool. Yeah, it is. No, it's over Thank the top. You. So you recently wrapped up the threesome tour. Mm-hmm. What has that experience been like playing to...
2: I didn't cro- choose the name. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is the My experience... Subject to that. Right.
4: <laughs> In terms of playing to crowds of heavy music fans of the bands that you were on tour with, was Sleeping With Sirens and Bring Me To The Horizon. Have you noticed anything as far as that? Are the fans that have been with you through this path continued to evolve with you as you push the music forward? Or is it all new people?
2: I'd say there's some that, there's definitely ones that stick around, but it is pretty jarring for some that have, you know, they were first introduced to Poppy via a song that I just choose not to name. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is like
4: you, you, their musical tastes are now being evolved right. through your work, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's great. And playing for those audiences on tour, I feel like they were skeptical at first, but then by the end I got them they're in my pocket hell yeah gotcha what music
3: do you listen to that just
2: kind of mellows you out I have a playlist called Mellow right here oh nice
1: I love to see what's on it
2: (laughs) I'll I'll read to you what I have Joe Goddard from Hot Chip oh cool he has his own thing he has a song called Taking Over that I really like a lot I like the band Air
1: yes oh the French right yeah yeah sexy boy
2: I also like another band Polo and Van they're cool Sometimes I listen to the sounds of rain to become more mellow sure. and centered. A band called Mild High Club and Tame Impala.
4: Great. I Disagree tour kicks off January twenty second in San Francisco, Great American Music Hall, and takes you all over the the world. Well into twenty twenty. Tell us about the I Disagree tour and the transformation of the live show as the music has destroyed itself and is now very much free of genre
2: limitations. Well, we are a full band now, and. It's very exciting. It's very loud. I can't wait to go. I wish it was starting today.
4: <laughs> I think we all do. Yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> also, just before Halloween, you were on WWE NXT and you I performed was. Yeah, the entrance music which was Scary Mask for Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's read Genesis 1 mm-hmm. knows that Poppy has dreamt of becoming a wrestler.
2: Mm-hmm. That's some eerie wow.
4: foreshadowing right there. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: And I got to tell Triple H my dream. Did you really? And he said, "I got you." (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's
2: That's killer. (laughs) That's so cool.
4: (laughs) Do you intend to continue an involvement with WWE somehow? Absolutely. That's exciting. It's
2: always been a dream ever since I saw Pee Wee Herman on there.
4: Really? Ever seen that? No.
2: (sighs) Give it a Google.
4: Wow! What did he do?
2: He was like announcing. There's a bit.
4: That's crazy. Yeah,
2: planted the seed in my head. And, you know, it came true, manifest.
4: Were you always into wrestling?
2: Yeah, I surprisingly, or not so surprisingly, have always been. And my family's been, and I used to have the ring in the little figures yeah
4: the rubber Uh, wrestler guys
2: yeah shamrock was my favorite that's that's awesome ken shamrock
4: wow (laughs) so this is a really big deal for you to be able to do this that's awesome and you were into it and i
2: got to roll into the ring yes that's (laughs) That's right and they showed me how to do it properly that's so (laughs) nice so cool you
4: crushed it thank you yeah and i think it served as the introduction for a lot of people to what you're doing
2: i think it makes sense Some things just make sense.
4: Yeah, that's true. Just a few more. Much like your music, what are some of the horror films, if you can think of any, that you can recommend people to watch that will be ones that will plant seeds in them, kind of like your work does? Ones that will stick with you. Yeah?
2: Beyond the Black Rainbow, Neon Demon, and Hereditary, I think, should be viewed.
4: Go back for a second about your family's involvement in making haunted houses and kind of things like that right Mm -hmm. are you very much into doing immersive haunts and experiences and things like that yourself
2: yeah i'd love to make one of my tours one day like an immersive sleep no more esque kind of oh oh, that's cool that'd be insane
4: so awesome
2: i'm putting that into the world as well
4: have you
3: ever done delusion here no it's really fun it's like an immersive play and you're part of it and I had to like go in a coffin and take a key out of a skeleton's neck and climb six feet under. And then you go in like caves and the dark night stunt team has like beds levitating and you're hiding underneath it. It's so funny. And it's got a really good score.
4: I yeah. Do that. Yeah. It's very yeah. much, I guess, in the realm of sleep no more, but it's local. And this team takes over a historic house in L.A. every year and they rig it up and they produce this play. And you walk in with just a few of your friends the score sets and you become a part of this horror movie. Wow. And yeah, it's very interactive, but I yeah, like I'd like to see your take on it because I think it would be more extreme. Maybe we
3: should all <laughs> go together. Yeah. Yes. We're down for that. I was just wanted to know what a typical Halloween would be for you.
2: Well, this year was different, but what I would like to do for Halloween, I would like to host a party. I'm really good at hosting parties. I don't like going to other people's parties. That would be nice, but this year I was in London for a couple of hours, and I got to play a DJ set. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. I was a mime. Oh, oh nice. yeah,
4: I have pictures of that. Yeah, that was awesome. And then last Halloween you released your album. I did. Yeah. I can't wait to see what's in store for this Halloween coming up in 2020. Yeah, right?
2: <laughs> it's the year of the party, maybe.
4: That's right, yeah. maybe. Well,
2: it's
3: on a Saturday. It's has a full moon. There's something else that's awesome about it.
4: Yeah, there's all these weird things about Halloween in 2020. It's a very special. Oh, and it's daylight
3: savings time, so you get an extra hour, an extra
4: party hour. (laughs) I I think this is the year of the poppy party.
2: Yeah, Yeah. yes, poppy (laughs) ween. Yes,
1: Yes. I like that. So you've described your music as this point on going forward as being more of a post genre, which makes sense because it's like you're breaking every rule. You're just doing your own thing. It's like you know what kind of label do you want to be put in? None. Do you see that as a future of music, or is it just something you want to continue doing yourself?
2: Myself, yes. Maybe it's the future, that would be nice. I get really bored really easily, so I like to change things. i was thinking about doing a country album at some point, but I like what I'm doing right now.
4: Well, Poppy, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
4: The new album, I Disagree, out January 10th. Tickets for the I Disagree Tour are on sale now. And we are excited to explore this zenith with you and look forward to being inspired by you as you continue to bravely forge new paths for us.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
4: Thank you guys.
1: Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So brave.
3: That was a boot Crew Podcast episode 84. Special thanks to our guest Poppy.
4: Follow her at I am Poppy on Instagram. That's I and the letter M Poppy and at Poppy on Twitter. If you're listening to this at time of release, pre-order her new album, I Disagree out everywhere January 10th with exclusive merch and bundles. Plus, get tickets to her I Disagree world tour right now at IamPoppy.com. Again, that's I in the letter M Poppy.com. Music featured in this episode from Poppy Production tracks courtesy of Powerman 5000 and Nehigh Fox. Till
3: next time,
2: it's the Boo Crew saying, I'm Poppy. 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 I am Poppy. I'm Poppy.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. On the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew dot Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Tales from the Boo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation, part of the bloody disgusting podcast network. Bye. The Bloody Disgusting Podcast
1: Network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGTBQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepypastas.
0: Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.
2: I'm Poppy.